to Point of Sale, the retail supply chain show where we break down great retailers, the supply chains that move them, and of course, the data that they use to make decisions. I um, wanted to thank everyone for being a part of the Valentine's Day contest through our POS newsletter. We got a really interesting uh, submissions for that, and I will be reaching out to everyone on Friday um, with more information on if you won or not. Um, and we'll, there's a few extra people that won't be on the show that I'll actually be highlighting their, their headaches in the newsletter as well. So everyone will get a little bit of shine. And again, just thank you everyone for being involved. Remember, the show is about content that you guys love. In order to do that, I need your feedback. So really thank you so much for everyone getting involved. And it should be a really fun episode. Uh, nice back and forth between some very interesting minds within the supply chain space. And we have everyone from uh, freight brokers, especially a, a startup freight brokerage that should be very interesting, um, a warehousing company, and drivers as well. So I'm really excited for it. It should be a really interesting back and forth as well. And remember to go ahead and, and subscribe to that newsletter. If you've just been listening to the podcast this whole time, that's great. I appreciate it. But we have even more content coming to you twice a week, every Wednesday and Friday afternoon, um, just as you're on your way home and dealing with the last uh, issues of the day. We come right in and supply you guys with some fun, entertaining retail news. Uh, make sure you go to FreightWaves.com slash POS and subscribe for that newsletter. And everyone listening, make sure you subscribe to our podcast as well. Uh, we want to make sure that you guys know when we have new episodes. Um, and and um, make sure that, you know, every Wednesday you're here and, and ready to hear more from us as well. Uh, today, I'm going to jump into some of interesting raises that we've been seeing. As you guys know, uh, it's the Luna New Year. Uh, it's the Year of the Tiger, which I think everyone should get excited for. The Year of the Tiger is really standing for resilience, courage, and making our way through really tough times. And let's be honest, 2021 for supply chains was a little rough. So in honor of the, the year of the tiger, uh, we're going to start off by a recent uh, Tiger Global investment. Um, for anyone out there, Tiger Global is a, a huge investment venture firm uh, that usually it comes in a later series, more sometimes tending more towards B, C, and Ds. And they're really, really great at helping a company um, address a bigger network, help them with partnerships. And this new company in particular is called Reno Run. Uh, they actually just received $142 million in their Series B investment led by Tiger Global and Sozo Ventures. Um, and like I said, I think what you guys will notice is that this will be a company that will start expanding more into the U.S. That was the main reason for their investment series. Uh, Reno Run is actually a um, retail, more construction supplies, um, last mile service. So how it's helpful is for construction workers or contract workers who are on site and realize that maybe there's a certain piece of equipment missing or some type of material that didn't arrive on time. They can use Reno Run to pick up at local stores like Lowe's, Home Depot, etc. in order to get the extra supplies delivered to them. 
What I found most interesting about this company was where the idea for the business came from. I think this really showcases that if you ever see a problem that needs a, a really great solution, that you should always run with it, made it Reno run with it, um, because it can tend to, to turn out into a really lucrative business. So the founder of this company uh, realized that there is a need for this type of technology uh, when he observed that more than a thousand contractors and construction workers would walk into a Montreal hardware store per hour. Uh, that shows you right there that if, you know, we could at least get 10% of those people to use an app like this so that they didn't have to go to the store, um, how great of a business that could be. And, and they move everything from lumber to drywall, insulation, shingles, siding, and different hardware as well. So um, I actually have a couple friends in the contracting construction business, and I know a lot of times sites are completely shut down just because of one piece of material that didn't make it in. This is a great way to make sure that it keeps going. And think about it, guys. We've got the infrastructure bill coming through. We have construction on the rise. New houses being built. Um, this is a company that's going to go a long way. And I'm excited to see under Tiger uh, what partnerships start to arise. Um, past that, we have Passport, <laughs> which is actually a e-commerce company. Now, before we get into really what they do and more into their um, investment run, I just want to let you know, they actually help represent one of my favorite brands. So outside of being a supply chain nerd, I'm actually a huge beauty and makeup nerd. And one of my absolute favorite brands of all time is, yes, the one and only Kylie Jenner. Uh, here's just a handful of the products that I own. Literally, this is probably... Not even close to 20% of everything if you include eyeshadows and blushes, etc. But I'll tell you what, as a consumer of theirs, I absolutely love them because the moment that you press send, this is even for her skin side as well, you get an update immediately. And I would say most product I buy is delivered me in in less than a week, like I would say two to three business days at most, which if you're a makeup guru like myself, when you buy a new lipstick, you want to put it on immediately. So who's behind that? Passport. Uh, they just recently closed on a $39 million series, and that was led by TCV, which is a really interesting company over in, in 2001, oh, sorry, 2021 alone, they had 14 companies go public and they represent not just Kylie uh, Skin and Kylie Cosmetics, but they actually do shipping for BoxyCharm, which again, makeup nerd, you know exactly what that is. Uh, Native, Cup, Tommy John as well. So a lot of up and coming brands that have really focused on their e-commerce and marketing strategies. Um, they're a really great DDP solution, which is a delivered duty paid. So they're focused on creating a really strong international um, shipping process and solution for e-commerce uh, brands. Um, and they recently, with this raise, hired uh, Pitney Bowes, um, uh, former Pitney Bowes VP, um, one of the largest publicly traded e-commerce shipping services, and she is now becoming the head of marketplaces. So again, this is a fun company. I'm excited to see what partnerships arise out of that, especially with their new hires um, and with their new investors as well. And honestly, this brings us to our guest. Uh, Ruby Has Fulfillment, which was just recently acquired by Shipmunk, was a partner with Passport as well. 
And we actually have a past uh, Ruby Has Fulfillment uh, person with us today. Her name is Esther Kessenbaum-Prozan. She's a former president of Ruby Has Fulfillment. But today, she just announced that she is now the Chief Revenue Officer of Flowspace. Uh, Flowspace is actually a e-commerce and fulfillment service that helps integrate operations with their large warehouse network as well. Esther, thank you so much for being on the show with us today. I'm super thank excited you. to have you on, especially yeah, especially a woman in transportation. I think you're one of the first that I've been able to interview on this show. So it's about time we get to chat one-on-one. <laughs> thank you. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Of course. And, you know, what's really great is I want everyone to go to her LinkedIn right now and just see her background. It's deep, deep in supply chain. You're named IBM's top woman in supply chain in the past as well. Explain to me what's what attracted you to supply chain? Like what got you so interested in the field and and how did you become so emerged in the processes and scaling services in this industry? So, you know, I definitely love supply chain, definitely love um, e-commerce fulfillment. However, I really think of it as part of the entire industry. I think about it as e-commerce enablement. And I've been in e-commerce enablement my entire career, um, always with technology companies uh, that were supporting e-commerce players who were trying to just grow their businesses. So this is really, I think of e-commerce fulfillment as really sitting at the epicenter of uh, of the e-commerce enablement world. Uh, Everything, you know, if you know a little bit about logistics and e-commerce fulfillment, everything flows through the fulfillment provider at some point, everything that matters, all the systems, all the back-end systems um, eventually intersect with that. And so um, I just love helping e-commerce companies thrive and grow. And um, and this is the right industry to be in if you like that. Uh, for sure. And what attracted you to Flowspace? Uh, I know that you've just finished up uh, the acquisition with Shipmunk. What, what, what is so special about Flowspace that you wanted to be a part of this team? I think, you know, you get to a point in your career where you're extremely interested to see what happens next what the future is about. Um, and, you know, I love the fulfillment industry. There are, there are really severe limitations that it faces. Um, you know, there's a limitation of space. There's limitation of um, personnel. And the growth is incremental. So you have to build a, a fulfillment center. Then you, you know, you sell into it. You fill it up with, with customers and with their products, and then you have to build another one. So it's slow, it's incremental, and um, it's it's limited. At the same time, we see that e-commerce companies want to be wherever their customers are. They want to really be close to their customers in every sense, and they want to be optimized. They want to feel that they're getting the absolute best, most optimized um, kind of layout for for their products. So um, the idea that they're sort of tied into the discrete hard-coded number of fulfillment centers that they've signed on to can, is now becoming very limiting. Um, they just want to be in lots of places. So when I look at, at Flowspace, um, what is really compelling is, first of all, it's a technology-forward and asset-light company. 
So it's it's technology that allows for a, a federated network of, at this point, hundreds of distribution centers um, to be unified and kind of have the data normalized. And then an e- as an e-commerce company, you can come in and really um, use an incredible optimization tool to be completely optimized, maximally optimized across so many opportunities and nodes to be close to your customers. Um, that's extremely compelling. The limitations that we see in space and personnel right now are very limiting to the traditional model. And so it just, it almost can't continue as it is. And it's very, very exciting to see that technology can come in and solve for these problems. So that's, that's really what excited me about this, that and an incredible team. So the chance to work with fantastic people was also really interesting. Yeah, Ben actually was one of the first companies I got to meet um, and talk to when I first started at FreightWaves about a year ago. And uh, it was one of the first people I actually got to meet face-to-face at Manifest last week. So I was excited to hear that you joined the team because um, it's just a bunch of smiling faces over there that I know are doing really really great work for supply chain in general. what I find fascinating about you is just looking at your past roles, you're the person that they bring in to accelerate everything, right? To accelerate sales, growth, and marketing as well. Um, how do you go about doing that? For our listeners that might be just starting to scale their business, what are you know yeah. tips and tricks in order to get that rolling? Well, you know... We want to move really fast. Um, as you know, in my previous role, I, I helped to grow revenues very, very quickly. Um, and at the same time, what we're seeing is we're seeing a focus uh, on business fundamentals and unit economics. So the you know there's a sobriety that's come into the e-commerce technology world and into the logistics world um, that says yes, we we want to grow very fast. And we don't want to sacrifice that speed, but at the same time, we're not willing to sacrifice um, the quality of that revenue, the unit economics, profitability. And so that means that in order to grow quickly, we have to do it in an intelligent way. Uh, You know, we see companies raising sometimes hundreds of millions of dollars and then um, really taking that money and really spending it on... um, on paid channels for for marketing. We also sometimes see them kind of buying their customers uh, by being basically underwater on their unit economics. So those those are areas that we've seen some cautionary tales in the market on those points. And so we're going to be very focused on, you know, obviously there's classic digital marketing and paid marketing that, that we can do. But what works really well is to bring value to your industry and to create owned channels, which not only create value for the industry, but also um, create a lot of stickiness and, um, and create this, this warm kind of wave of inbound need and because you're there as the provider and as the, um, as the industry leader in your space. 
Um, so we're going to be very focused on uh, high quality partnerships, on content, and on thought leadership. And uh, you know, there's a there's a theory that says that that works well, but not necessarily fast. And I have absolute proof positive that that's not the case. That you can do it well and quickly. And in a way in which you're really a thoughtful steward of um, of your finances, so that's what we're looking forward to. Well, I'll tell you, Freightways loves content, so uh, we are here for you whenever you need us as well. That's for sure. Um, you know, being a woman in this space, especially when you started, it's a, it's been a male dominated industry, and for any woman that's coming into supply chain, especially that's interested in the sales side, which I find even more particularly male dominant, um, what advice would you give them? And and what advice would you give a woman who's also looking to, at some point, grow into an executive management type of position? Yeah. Um, It's interesting because, uh, you know, I've seen over the years, I've seen uh, things improve for women and there's, but there is an enormous amount of uh, improvement and growth left to go. Uh, I would say that, uh, first of all, especially in business development, if you're uh, focused on revenue, numbers don't lie. It's, um, it's you really, you, really um, you can't hide, but at the same time, you know, if, you, if you're not doing well, but at the same time, if you're doing well and you know what you're doing, numbers are an incredibly strong story. That you can lead with. So, um, so it's actually very fortunate to be in a space where your work can be so easily demonstrable. Uh, it's, it really does help. I can tell you that years ago, uh, it was beyond, you know, when you got beyond director, senior director level, I was the only woman in the room almost all the time. That is by far not the case any longer. And, uh, and that's actually delightful. Part of that is because I think there's been a recognition that mentorship is not enough. Um, so definitely mentorship is very important. And, and being mentored, women mentoring women is a very, very important step. But we've now all learned that beyond mentorship, sponsorship is even more important. So if someone is looking for a job, if someone is looking um, is qualified and looking for that promotion and is seeking that or seeking that shift um, and that forward momentum, actually taking actions on their behalf uh, is very making those introductions, giving those recommendations. So women really helping women actively through sponsorship, that's what really matters today. And lastly, I'd say that companies are fortunately beginning to realize that diversity in all of its forms is a tremendous competitive advantage uh, that they need to have a company across all levels, including the leadership level, where the people who work at that company really reflect their customer and client base, which is incredibly diverse. With the democratization of um, e-commerce and Shopify, where all, everybody can start, anyone can start a, a business and thrive. Um, basically, the, the e-commerce world looks like the entire country. 
And so the, our country is very diverse. Our world is very diverse. And whether it's gender, uh, race, um, you know, sexual orientation, um, you know, religion, whatever it is, we, um, we want to reflect our client base because it'll make us better and our products will be better. So if you find, if you're lucky enough to find a company that understands that, they'll be more successful as a company and you'll be very successful within it. So find the kind of place that you want to work in and that's where you want to be. Chef's kiss. That's a beautiful, perfect uh, examples. And uh, I definitely, I think, especially the last two are huge ones as well. We have a few minutes left here. Uh, Esther, could you dive into a few things that you're working on now in this role that is on the you know, top of your mind that you're ready to take action on at Flow Space? Oh, sure. You know, it's, it's amazing because I have, there's so much to work with, right? Uh, we have these three great pillars of data and we have infrastructure and tremendous capabilities. So, you know, a lot of good work has already been done. And now we're going to start building out that, um, that aspect of becoming a, uh, this thought leader within our industry. Um, the, you know, really representing the next phase of the industry. That's that's what we need to do. Everything else will flow from that. Um, we we have uh, an an enormous um, infrastructure that we have we can make available, and you know, getting getting the word out and having people experience this with us in a variety of ways is something that you can look forward to. We're going to find very interesting ways to allow people to um, get a taste for what it would be like uh, to work with us. And um, again, very much looking forward to doing really deep work with partnerships, with thought leadership and content. And, um, and, and again, very much looking forward to contributing um, and collaborating with you on that. Oh, thanks so much. And we'll make sure that we reach out to you guys for our summits in the future as well. Thank you again, Esther, for coming on. It's been a delight. My pleasure. Thank you very much. Awesome. And uh, to our audience out there, um, if you want to learn more about them, you can uh, visit Flowspace. And also we'll be uh, diving more into Esther and her background in the newsletter that goes out tonight as well. So we'll put some links in there for you too. And, uh, you know, just wanted to thank the audience for being a part of this community, part of the show and, and really contributing to all the content that goes into this. Um, I did have a really fun announcement to quickly make for you guys too. On the first episode that I was on, I was able to interview interview a load smart CEO Felipe Capella on their recent um, uh, transactions with Home Depot. Um, definitely check that out. I think it's really interesting, especially if you're into um, what Home Depot's earnings look like and what they're investing in in general. But this week, surprise, surprise, they actually load smart hit unicorn status. And they in their recent $200 million raise, they were valued at $1.3 billion, which honestly has got me a little emotional because when I got a chance to visit Felipe, um, this was about a year ago in Chicago, uh, they had a stuffed animal unicorn in there. And I remember asking him, you know, are you guys planning on doing this? Are you going to um, get to this point? And he said, that's why that unicorn was there to motivate them to, to reach that level. And 
here they are. So hopefully we can bring him on again and talk a little bit about that more in detail. But other than that, uh, make sure that you guys are subscribing to our newsletters. Make sure you're subscribing to this podcast. So you know, when new episodes come out and in order to keep creating content, we all have to keep shopping, right? So all of you enjoy the rest of your week and keep on shopping. Thank you.